You're listening to episode 178 of Redefining Balance for a Working Moms podcast, and today we're talking about strategies to help you with your weight loss goals. Welcome to Redefining Balance for a Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom, and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, thanks so much for being here and hanging out with me today. This episode is sponsored by the Lean Program, and this is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Lean is a program that I found that has really helped me with my own weight loss goals. And so we're going to be talking more about this program throughout today's episode. And the reason why I found this program is because a friend shared it with me. And recently we did a poll inside of our Facebook community where we were talking about health goals and what was your number one concern when it came to your health goals? What was the number one thing you were focused in on? And a vast majority of you said that weight loss was something that you were concerned with, something that you wanted to work towards, something that was a goal that you had as it pertains to your health. And just like a good friend shared this program with me, I now want to share it with you because it has made such a huge difference in my life. And so I've joined together with them with the Redefining Balance podcast and having them support the show because it's something I truly, truly believe in. And you can learn more about the Lean program by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash lean. Now I can tell you I have done just about every diet that there is. I've done so many things to help me with my weight over the course of the years. I have fluctuated up and down about 20 pounds my entire adult life. I have done shakes. I have done Weight Watchers. I have done restrictive diets like keto and Whole30, you name it. It's almost like diets are a hobby of mine. It's kind of sad to say, but it is very, very true. Like that is the thing I'm interested in. That's the thing I read about. That's the thing I study about. And like I said, I have done just about every diet out there under the sun. Some of them even not so healthy. But with all of that experience under my belt, see how I turn that into a positive? It's experience under my belt. Makes me more experienced in this area. I can tell you that the Lean program is the easiest for me to follow as a busy mom. It makes the most amount of sense nutritionally, and it doesn't leave me deprived. And I think probably the very best thing about this program is that it has not consumed me. And what I mean by that is sometimes when we get into different programs or we get working towards a certain goal, it can consume us, whether it's a weight loss goal or a career goal, but it can absolutely consume us and become almost like an idol in our lives. And this program is so easy to follow, it doesn't do that. And I don't get bored and it truly allows me to function as my very best version of myself. The program incorporates intermittent fasting, carb cycling, and macro management along with workouts. Now, when I heard all of this for the first time, I was overwhelmed. But the best thing about this program is its accountability, its step-by-step guidance, and weekly teaching. It's not about getting the program perfect. It's about learning about nutrition, your body, and the way that you react to different foods and our mental and emotional connection to it all. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some specifics about this program, but more importantly, 
I want to share with you five strategies that I have learned personally in doing this program that have really been eye-opening to me. And I think whether you're doing this program or you're doing something yourself, or maybe even if weight loss is just a goal that you have in the back of your mind, but it's not a huge priority for you right now, I think that these five strategies can really help you. In fact, some of them even transcend beyond weight loss. Most things do, right? Most things kind of have a deeper meaning and can hit on different areas of our life. And I think that these five strategies that I have for you today are definitely going to be that. Now, normally when we're talking about an area of expertise like health or weight loss, I'm usually joined by an expert. But today I wanted to just share with you my journey and my story and be really transparent with you about what that has been because it hasn't always been easy. And I'll be honest, 2018 was a really challenging year for me personally. We were very busy. We had a lot going on on our plates, and I was really pushing myself to the limits to see what I could do. I mean, I wasn't pushing myself to see what I could do, but um, the limits, I were definitely pushing them. And I could I could see what I was capable of by how much I had taken on to do. Now, of course, I'm always following our life balance system, and so it's never a matter of my life being out of balance. It's just more of a matter of the things that are a priority for me. So when I would be focusing in on my health, my priority was stress management. My priority was sleep management. It was certainly not weight loss. And so while I'm always trying to make healthy food choices, I wasn't necessarily making healthy food choices that were best for my waistline or best for the scale. If this is your first time listening to the show, or maybe you just haven't been listening in a while, in 2018, I developed an app for Your Life Rocks, an app for working moms to help them have access to the courses right at your fingertips. As I would meet women when I would be out speaking at events, a lot of women hadn't ever heard of podcasts before and didn't know where to find it. They didn't want something else on their phone and have that distraction, so I decided to put everything all into one place. Now, creating an app on top of working full-time, on top of being a wife and a mom, and helping out with my husband's businesses was a lot. And over the course of the year, I gained probably 30 pounds, which is a lot. I am a very short person. I am 4'11", so that's a lot of weight for me to be carrying around. And so as that busy, crazy season was coming to an end and I was entering into a new season, I really wanted to take control over my weight. And truth be told, it was starting to affect my confidence level. It was affecting the way that I was thinking about myself, the way that I viewed myself, the way that I was with my husband. It was just not me anymore. Like it was affecting who I was and I was not okay with that. And so I knew that as I was making a bunch of changes in my life that this really needed to be a big priority. Because when things start to affect other areas of your life, that's kind of a big wake-up call. So whether it's your career that's starting to affect other parts of your life or your finances starting to affect other parts of your life, whatever it is, that is definitely a warning sign that you need to take notice, that life might be kind of getting out of balance and you might need to do something to bring it back in. And so for me, I knew that doing this program was going to be the right thing for me to do. And all honesty, I'd actually done it before, earlier in 2018, to get ready for summer. And it had worked for me. I had great success, and I really loved doing it. And so when my friend mentioned that she was going to be doing it again in January, I said, yes, that is exactly what I need to do. I need the accountability. I need the structure. And I'm doing it. So we signed up, and we started doing it together. 
And you guys, I'm so glad that I did. It has had such huge effects on me, not just because of the weight loss results that I've had, but because things like my back doesn't hurt as much as it did before. I'm not as winded when I would walk my son to school, and I just am generally feeling a lot better in my own skin. So let's get into what these five strategies are that I have learned myself over the course of the last few weeks, and truly some of them, it's been a lot longer of that in the working, but I know that these strategies have really played into the effects of my success that I've had on this program so far. I will say I did sign up for a second round, so it's a seven-week program, and as I'm recording this, I am entering week nine, so very, very excited for having this program in my life and excited to be sharing it with you. All right, so number one strategy is to know your triggers that set you off course, the things that make you not make the very best choices. Now, for some of us, it might be emotional. Some of us, it might be more time-related or just environment-related. It could be the matter of you see your husband eating chips and it makes you want to eat chips. Now, for me, going into this program, I always knew I was a stress eater. I was an emotional eater. I knew that. That's something I've known for years about myself. But that was it. It was just kind of on the surface. I'm a stress eater, okay? Well, that's fine. But what am I gonna do about it? And what I've learned is that it's not just stress. I have many triggers, different things that set me off to make me make the wrong choices or choices that I wouldn't otherwise want to be making. And so as you are on your weight loss journey, I want you to be thinking about the things that trigger you, the things that make you go off of course. And again, this is one of those those strategies that, yes, is so true when it comes to weight loss, but it might also be true with the way that you're keeping your budget or the way that you are showing up as the mom you want to be or the things that you are doing to get ahead in your career. And as you are discovering them, you might find that, again, you have more than one like me, and it's not a matter of needing to fix them right away. The first thing you need to do is just acknowledge what it is and be able to sit with it and really identify why. Now, if you've listened to podcasts in the past, I have said I do not like to dive too deep into why we do the things that we do. I mean, I do think that there's probably some value in that and having a greater understanding, but there's not always a value in that for getting the results that we want. Sometimes just recognizing what it is and identifying something different and marching ahead can be very effective. However, however, in this process, I have realized that sitting with the understanding of what I am doing that are self-sabotaging myself or, or the, the, the triggers that are pulling me off, of course, because it's not always self-sabotage, but when I can really think about why that trigger is a trigger for me, It has allowed me to have a greater understanding of myself. It allows me to have a greater understanding of not just what to do differently when those triggers that come up, but to really understand what is going on at a deeper level. Because so often food is a surface level. It's a way of um, shutting up those emotions or shutting up the, the mind paths, right? It's a distraction from what's really, truly going on. Now, like I said, I've always known myself to be a stress eater, so when things get emotional, I tend to want things that are either salty or sweet, but one thing that I learned about myself is that I'm a procrastinator eater. What I mean by that is if I have to do something and I feel stuck or I just don't really want to do the task, I will eat to procrastinate. And by going a little bit deeper to think, why do I do that? Why do I turn to food 
rather than doing what is necessary, has really uncovered some pretty amazing things that I am continuing to pray about and to bring in front of the Lord and ask for healing on and greater insight. And that's why I love this program is because it's not just about the food that I'm eating, but it's about the behavior. And because it's about the behavior, it allows me to bring God into the journey. It's harder to say, God, come on this journey with me (laughs) to help me prepare chicken breast and to do all of my meal prep. But when we start going on to it at a deeper level, we really need Jesus by our side because we're diving into emotions. We're diving into needs and desires and unmet expectations that only he can truly fill inside of us. Only he can truly heal us in those ways. And it can be so incredibly powerful. Number two is to give yourself limits. Now, if you listen to last week's episode, we talked a bit about limits and how they're different from boundaries and why they're important. And if you are a Life Balance member in our group coaching for February, you had a handout and we also covered it in our group coaching in how we can set limits to help us reach our goals. And in that group coaching, I gave this example. Because this program, it's not just about nutrition. It's also about exercise. So every week you have a different set of exercises that kind of build on themselves. So as you're getting stronger, the exercises progress over the course of the seven weeks. And there are different levels. So there's a a modifier workout that you can do or a beginner level or um, I don't know if she calls it advanced or regular, but it's, you know, it's not beginner. (laughs) It's a little bit harder, but you can choose which ones that you are doing and they're different every single day and they're different every single week. So it really keeps you moving forward. But I'll be honest, when I started the seven week program, I didn't care about working out. I just needed to get my food under control. I knew that I was still in a bit of a busy season and I was closing out um, a lot of the things that were occupying huge chunks of time on my calendar. And so finding time to work out While, yes, I know I should, it was not easy. It was very difficult. And I knew I needed to tackle one thing at a time, and food was going to be number one. That had to come first, and then I could work in the workouts. Not an excuse. It's just the reality. But as I was nearing the end of my seven-week program, I actually wanted to work out. I wanted to move my body and get stronger. But you know what? Life is still life. I might want to work out, but trying to fit it into my calendar every single day is not easy. So I gave myself a limit. I said, you know what? I can bail on my workouts three days a week. Three days a week, I have that permission. Do you know what that does to you mentally? It gives you power, my friend, when you know that, okay, three days a week, I can push my workout out. That means if today I wake up and I'm tired or I'm feeling rushed, I can choose to call it in today and say, you know what? I'm giving myself permission not to work out today. I can do that three days a week. But let me tell you a little secret. If I know that I'm using one of those cards and it's like, say, Tuesday, and I'm allowing myself to not work out on Tuesday, then I start thinking, well, what happens on Thursday or Friday or Saturday? I might as well just work out today and get it over with. And then that way I still have those three opportunities to call it. Now, as soon as I started putting those limits on myself, I never use all three. So I've now taken it down to just two. I have two opportunities a week that I can skip my workout if I want to. I mean, it's my life. I can choose to do that. So I did. And it's worked wonders for me to be able to put limits on different things. Now, I've used the same limits with a number of other pieces in my life and a number of other pieces within this program and my health goals. 
For example, because this program does intermittent fasting, I have eating windows and fasting windows every single day. So seven o'clock every single night, the kitchen is closed. That's my limit. No more eating after seven o'clock. And I don't eat again until 11 a.m. Now, some days I will push my fast a little bit more to maybe 12 or one o'clock, which seems like maybe that's not good, but it actually is good when you're doing intermittent fasting to be able to do that. Now, normally saying you can't eat until 11 o'clock, again, those words, you can't eat until 11 o'clock, that seems so deprivational. But if I put my limits on where I stop eating at 7 and I get to start eating again at 11, those are my eating limits. That's my window of time that I can eat. Not when I don't get to eat, but when I can eat. See how that's slightly different? But just that strategy of focusing on what you can have, setting those positive limits for yourself can make a huge difference along the way. Number three, knowing what to do and actually doing it are two different things. Now, I know this doesn't sound like a strategy (laughs) because it's not, but it's something that I have definitely learned. Now, I do this in so many different areas of my life. It's not even funny. I do it in my business. I do it in my career. I do it as a mom. I do it as a wife. I do it in my faith. I'm always looking to learn something that's going to be like that light switch for me, that thing that's going to be it, that allows this aha moment that now I have learned everything that there is to learn and so then I can become the person that I feel like God is calling me to be. But we can learn all of the things in the world. That doesn't mean that we're going to do it because you have to do it. Knowing it is not bringing you a change in your result. Knowing what macros I should be eating, and if you don't know about macros, I didn't either, to be honest, uh, until a couple years ago. But it's like your, your proteins, your carbohydrates, your fats, kind of the breakdown of the components of the food that we put in our mouths. Now, I know that eating sugar is not good for me, but do I eat sugar? Yeah, I do. I love sugar. I love gummy bears. I love gummy worms. They're like my go-to favorite thing in the world. And if you give me a chocolate-covered gummy bear, hold on. That's like beyond yummy. Now, I know in my head that eating things like that are not going to get me to where I want to go, but sometimes I still do it. And this brings me right back to that strategy of number one, of knowing what your triggers are but then also knowing why it's a trigger for you. All right, so this is something that I talk about a lot in in coaching, right? There's this skill and there's a will. So there's a skill of knowing what it is that you need to do to lose weight. In this program, she teaches you a lot about nutrition. She teaches you a lot about our body and our chemistry and what happens um, with as we digest things and, and as stress hits our body and how that reacts to our metabolism and like so much science. You learn a ton, which is awesome. I love that about this lean program. So if you're looking to learn more about weight loss, to learn about macros, to learn about how our body functions, this is a great program for you. But you can know all of that and not have the willingness to follow it. You're still not going to get the results that you want. You'll learn a lot, but you won't get where you want to go ultimately. Unless where you want to go is just to know a bunch of stuff and not apply it to your life. But that willingness to be able to follow suit, to be able to follow the things that you're learning and actually apply them to your life is huge. 
And I've actually had a couple conversations with some of our Life Balance members around this topic. I always invite our Life Balance members to be able to message me on social media or email, and I'm always there to be able to answer questions. And we've talked about weight loss in a few of our personal one-on-one messages because this is an issue. And especially as Christians, we know that we know that we shouldn't necessarily be vain, right? But sometimes weight loss really is a vanity issue. It's I don't want to look this way anymore. Now we know that that goes so much deeper into our confidence and to our identity and so many other things. But at the surface of it, it's really kind of just I want to look better, right? But sometimes that's hard to say. And we can really start to judge ourselves on what our really our intention is on why we want to lose weight. And again, this is one of those pieces that can flow over into so many other parts of our life. Why do we want to have that next career bump? Why do we care about the title of the next promotion? Or or why do we want to make more money? All of these things can seem very superficial and we might not want to admit that that's what we want. And so we'll make up other reasons, right? Like I want to be healthier. I want to live longer. I want to have better numbers at the doctor's office. Now, if you've gone to the doctor's office and they have given you bad numbers before, then yeah, I can definitely relate to that, right? Where you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I want to see that better. I don't want the doctor talking to me about this kind of stuff. It can get a little scary. But for the most part, we want to eat healthier. We want to lose weight because we want to look better. We want to feel better. And it's okay to say that because when you can get really clear on your why you want to do something, your willingness to get there when it's a true why, your willingness to get there can shoot straight up. And then that is when you can start to truly apply the things that you are learning. And I see this all the time in Life Balance Membership. Inside Life Balance Membership, we have a number of courses to help you find the systems to help you create and define balance for your life. And I see all the time that people will join, they'll take the courses, and then they pop over into the Facebook group and they ask really basic questions, which is great. That's what it's there for. We have a membership community designed all about helping you get the answers and get the support of the things that you need. But sometimes it's not a matter of you not knowing the answer. It's a matter of not being willing to apply it to get to where you want to go. But the more you can get clear about that vision of where it is that you want to go and why you want to get there, then all of a sudden it becomes a whole lot easier to apply the things that you're learning. It's a whole lot easier to wake up early in the morning when it truly means something to you versus just, oh yeah, I should have a morning routine so I'll wake up earlier and do that. It's different when you're waking up early because you're passionate about your time with God or you realize that when you have that time to be able to worship and center yourself in the morning, you're better mom to the kids as you're getting them ready for school, that you're more focused when you step into the office. All of those things are the result of applying what it is that you're learning. And that's exactly what I have learned in this weight loss journey is that applying what I'm learning and being honest with myself about why it's important to me to apply what I'm learning has made such a huge impact. And I don't have to be ashamed of why I want to do something. If there's a reason I want to do something, as long as it doesn't go against God, it's fine. But I don't need to shame myself for feeling a certain way. All right, number four, sometimes our will can be very strong and can get in our own way. Now, this links back to the previous point about the difference between knowing and doing. Here's a great example. I know I should be drinking water. I am not 
someone who loves to drink water. Now, I have friends that they drink like double the daily required water and it's not even a thing for them. Like they're just like, I don't understand why you have an issue with water. I don't either. And again, I set limits for myself around it so that I can get it done and get it accomplished. So for example, like I mentioned before, I have limits on when I get to eat. So I get to start eating at 11 o'clock every day. So I have also told myself I have to drink at least 16 ounces of water before I get to eat anything. And can I tell you how many times there's like an inner part of my brain that's like a three-year-old child (laughs) that's like, I don't want to drink the water. And I'm having to tell myself, you have to drink the water. It's not horrible. I mean, I've gotten flavored water, I've gotten bubbly water, I've gotten lukewarm water, ice water, hot water, like you name it, I have tried it. And at the end of the day, I know if I just guzzle it, it's done, it's in, and it's not that bad. Yet for some reason, I fight myself tooth and nail about the stinking water. And I do the same thing on other points within the diet, and it's made me realize other areas of my life that I do the exact same thing. I drag my feet. And by doing so, I get in my own way. This is where that self-sabotaging can really start to come into play. And truly, where I feel like there's a lot more self-discovery work that can happen if I really wanted to go deeper on why it is that I I feel like I need to self-sabotage over things that are so basic and so easy. I mean, it's kind of like when I tell my kids, get your shoes on, we have to go to school, and they fight me on it. I'm thinking, you know you need shoes on to go to school. It's not that difficult to put them on. You do it every single day, and yet I don't understand what their problem is. But truly, I do the same thing with myself. And I can venture to bet that you probably do too. I mean, you know what you need to do in order to be able to keep the house clean after work or to be able to turn work off when you need to. You know how to set those boundaries for yourself and for your time, yet we don't do it. We don't always do those things. One thing that I have learned over the course of this program is that every single time I ignore that voice in my head and I just drink the stupid water, I win. I win and I get stronger every single time I do it. So if you're having issues with boundaries in your work, every single time you hold that boundary, you're getting stronger. You're building that muscle up, that, that, that will muscle is getting stronger. Your discipline is getting stronger than your flesh. Every single time you just push through and you do it and you don't allow yourself to stand in your own way. And this last one seems so simple, but truly it has been the biggest lesson I think I have learned in this last seven weeks, eight weeks of doing this program. And it is simply the honesty is the best policy especially with myself. Now, we in this program, in the Lean program, we use MyFitnessPal to log in all of our food every single day. We take a screenshot of it at night and we post it into the group. And that accountability is huge. Now, when we post that, we're just posting our macros. So no one sees what it is that you actually ate. So it's not like you are are gonna get shamed because you had white rice instead of brown rice. No one sees that. They just see your macros. And you can hide a lot in your macros. I have learned this. (laughs) Like you can, a lot of different foods can hit your macros the way that you need them to hit in order to be on plan. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing for you or the best choice, especially if it comes from a trigger that you had. So if I'm triggered and I want sweets 
and I have sweets, I can make it fit into my macros. But is that really the best option for me overall, long-term health, to be able to do that? To be turning to food instead of be turning to Christ? No, that's not good. That's not something I should be doing. So keeping in mind that no one sees my food journal, sometimes I will have a Cheeto off of the kid's plate, or I will have a packet of fruit snacks when I'm craving gummy bears, and I don't always put it in my food log. And while, yes, you can look at this and say it's kind of that self-sabotage thing, but truly it's the honesty policy. If this is where, where personal accountability truly comes into place because if I'm logging all my food and I'm not logging all my food, I'm not being honest with myself. I'm not taking accountability for my own actions. And then I can look back at the end of the seven weeks and step on the scale because you're not supposed to weigh yourself the rest of the time. You, you, we take before measurements and a before weight and then you put it all away and you just focus on doing the plan, head down, and that's it. But I could wait until the end of the seven weeks, weigh myself, and then be mad that I didn't get the results that I expected to get. But if I'm not honest with myself and I'm kind of cheating on myself behind my back by having food and not logging it or cheating out on my workouts and not going full out, well, I'm just lying to myself. It's not hurting anybody else. If I can't trust myself, then who can I trust? It's been a huge eye-opening thing for me to really be thinking about my personal accountability and how honest I am with myself, not just about my results for weight loss, but about my results in other areas of my life as well. It's easy to point the fingers and to say that work might not be going well or might be feeling stressful because of what other people are doing. But if I'm truly honest with myself on the part that I play in that, it can be life-changing. It can be result-changing. And the same is true with my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my kids, how present I am with them, my spending habits. There are so many areas of our life that honesty truly is the best policy when it comes to the way that we communicate with ourselves, the way that we respect ourselves and the actions that we take. So I hope that these strategies are helpful for you as you are on your own personal weight loss journey. Now, if you are interested in learning more about the Lean program, there are new groups starting up very, very soon. And I will link to the group in our Facebook group as well as in the show notes for this episode. You can also go to yourliferocks.com, click on the resources button and go down to Lean. And again, the reason I'm sharing this program with you and talking so much about it is because it's one that I am personally doing and believe so much in it. And I'm grateful a friend shared it with me, and I'm so happy that now I get to share it with all of you. I want to thank you for taking the time out today to be listening to this show. I know that there are so many podcasts out there and more popping up every single week, and it's such a pleasure to be able to connect with you on Facebook or Instagram or even the emails that you send me or the reviews that you put up on iTunes. It truly does mean so much to know that you're out there and you are listening and that some of these podcast episodes are helpful for you. And we have more coming up for you next week. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Just because the episode's over doesn't mean that we have to stop hanging out. Of course, you can follow me over on Instagram at your.life.rocks or hop on over to Facebook, search Your Life Rocks, and find our Facebook community. It is full of working Christian moms just like you looking to redefine what balance means in their life and take action to make it so. Now, if you are looking for more, if you are ready to go deeper, 
to really create the systems to bring more balance into your life and help you clear the chaos, I invite you to join Life Balance Membership. You can go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more or upgrade right inside of the Your Life Rocks app. You can find that on iTunes or Google Play. Looking for more resources? Head on over to yourliferocks.com.